everybody. I'm Chad Eckert. That's Eric Martins. Hello. And this is the Fantasy Golf Pod. Follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Golf Pod. We have lots of juicy content over there every week. You can just do that because, hey, hello, are you new here? It's another pod. Please like and subscribe. Also, comment on YouTube. We do it there to prove you were here because we do this for fun, for free, for ourselves. And we don't take ourselves too seriously. We just simply like to Eric crack beers and click names. Cheers. Cheers, man. We all know it's the Mirfield Village. We all know it's not really the memorial. We all know things already, Eric. So that's why we do this Tuesday, because we don't need to explain those things that you learned Monday when you listen to other podcasts prior to this. So you don't need to tell those things. We can tell you ownership speculations, projections that we've collected from our friends at the Fanshare Sports Company and Fantasy National Golf Club. Those two businesses provide us. And I mean, obviously, like other places have these ownership projections and I come up with my own and then I just calculate all that stuff together and we just spit out ownership. We chat about that every Tuesday evening here on iTunes or YouTube. And if you're following along on YouTube, you get the luxury seeing my screen and at the tippity tip top you have justin thomas just above eleven thousand eleven thousand one hundred dollars the only 11k guy because there's a slew of them in 10k land five to be exact who interests you chalk donkey eric quagnus martins 10k range well this won't probably be too surprising to you but it's Patrick Canley at 10-6. You know, I, I, Justin Thomas at 11-1 is the top price. This might be the first week here in a long time that I'm, I might completely fade a top price golfer, despite the fact that he might be a decent uh, a click, just due to the fact he might not be wanted at the Piers, right? Is it, Are you seeing those things? Is that what you – Oh, Eric, you want to know who's popular so you can click them because that's what you uh, Yeah, exactly. Give me the popular names. Actually, uh, Canley? comes close to what maybe the chalk of the week (laughs) (laughs) actually no there's a couple names that are reaching 20 percent, but they don't lie here in the 10k range oh see uh the calculations eric for the 10k and above can't like well actually he does project at 20 percent now that fan shares boosts his ownership a little bit here in the evening we're on tuesday at 8 40 uh he's at 20.2 on his projected ownership and then right below that in this range, Hadek, actually. Yeah. The lowest owned names are Rahm and Brooks. And guess where I'm going? Brooks. Rahm and Brooks. Yeah, to Rahm and Brooks. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I got, duh. And they're low owned. What the hell? So perfect. Enough of that. Decide if you want to use Cantlay because he's going to be the chalk. Because guess what? Eric likes him. That's hilarious. And the chalk t- tends to do well here recently. Well, the chalk is hit. The chalk yeah. has been chalky, but also winning. So that doesn't matter. Don't overthink yourself here. Let's go to the 9K names. Where, <laughs> look, chalk is formed here in this range at the top of the range. Oh, I should probably share my screen since. 
Well, I can tell you who it's going to be, and I assume it's Justin Rose at 9-7. It is. Justin Rose might actually be the chalk of the week. Oh, my goodness. Now, looking at FanShare's updated projections, he's looking pretty chalky. So you have Justin Rose at $9,700, who is 20%. Oh, I mean, dude, he's your favorite, one of your favorite plays of the week. So that doesn't, I mean, dude, you like the, all the 20%. Do you like Hovland then? Yeah. Yes, I do. And there, there's good, there's good reason for all these guys to be, to be popular. I mean, looking Rose coming off a miscut, what not last week, but two weeks ago, people don't care anymore about the miscut. So if people are making the model that I'm making, which is a very simple one, he's ranked number one. They're going to see that. He likes this course, and he really was playing really well the first two uh, events back and just had the miscut, whatever, who cares? He'll he'll come back and, and do what he does. So why would you fade him? That'd be stupid. Well, I'd fade him because he knows that this isn't the memorial, even though he's at Muirfield Village. He'll show up, and he'll be like, dude, this isn't the real memorial. I don't care about this. I'm going to use this to practice. And we know Justin Rose does those sort of things. He's been known to even intentionally miss a cut just to get some work in on the weekend. <laughs> I don't know if he'll do that here, but I don't know. he thing, might have more respect for the course than that. My, my counter argument to that, and by, well, I do agree. My argument against it is that where is he going to go? They're in there. He's going to play Rest. next week. Rest. He's 40 almost. I can barely golf two days a week, dude. I'm 35. No, what I'm saying Hovland, is too. Okay, Hovland's going to be chalk. Okay, I'll talk shit about that. Dude's All played right. five weeks in a row, and he's driven everywhere. That's not good. That's good. Well, point. actually, good. he's 25 or something, or 22. I mean, like, he's so young. He's fine. He can drive around. He should be the highest owned. He's seriously one of the best golfers without the, re, you know, the results. He's had the stats, but not the results over the last few weeks since coming back. He's been leading in tee to green. He's been doing everything he needs to do, except for he has not putted well. And what I've heard about this course is that you don't need to be a good putter to play well or putt well here. So this is a great week for Hovland, actually. So I'm going to talk my back, myself back into some chalk. So that's why maybe Hovland actually will be the chalk of the week. It's going to be hard. Cantley, Rose, Hovland, chalkiest names, 9K and above. The pivots, though, in the 9K range, there are some low-owned names. His name is Ricky Fowler. What the heck? You can get Ricky Fowler at 11%? Are you into Ricky Fowler at 11%? I mean, he he's – Done all right here at this course. I mean, we know it's not the same as what it might be next week, but yeah, he's just, you know, he's, he showed up a little bit last week. So, and if he's, you know, 10%, but I don't know that the, the ownership projections on Ricky are going to be slightly lower than what I feel like they're going to end up being just because people like to see his yeah. cool hat. Or his orange. Or his orange. No, I'm, I'm betting him. Uh, if you listen to the Preferred Lions podcast, you'll, spoiler alert, see that I've put money on Ricky Fowler to win this week at 28 to 1. To win? Also- <laughs> 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 Jeez, I know, it's funny. That's yeah, funny. it is funny. But he's got talent. He played well last week. He kind of had his irons going. He had things together. He stopped using that stupid putting grip that he was ruined by the first two weeks where he missed the cut. At the RBC and the Air Travelers or whatever. I like him. I think he's good. Let's go. I mean, it, you know, it's Ricky Fowler. He could yeah. do anything. He could pop at any moment. We know that. And that's why we look at historically good names that could pop at any moment. And there's a lot of them. Some of them are in that 8K range. Shall we go? Yes. It appears the 8K range is being a bit 
peppered this week eric quagnus martins at the top you have sung J M. you have appr 8800 you got leishman speed kuchar neiman woodland hadwin wolf fitzpatrick bubba my god i feel like i should pepper pepper this name these names are you peppering these names yeah i'm gonna follow your guidance and peppering the ak range Dude, the most peppered in the AK range is Yoki Neiman. He's coming in almost 20% owned. He's going to be the highest clicked in the AK range. Does this get you off of him? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's one of my favorite plays with the AK range. <laughs> Dude, you're going to have a lineup with 140% ownership. Oh, my God. It sounds like it now. Well, who, how are you going to do this? Okay, well, we'll talk more chalk. Okay, more chalk. Do you like Leishman? That's some chalk I can get off of because I always get what? him wrong. So if people gravitate there, that's a fine fade for me. Well, I, he's at 17% owned, and then you have Hadwin and Woodland both at about 16%. Any interest? No, I think I'll go to Patrick Reed, who who doesn't seem to be wanted anymore. Why is that? I don't know. He... Well, you know what he's been doing? He's been giving you good, and then he's been giving you bad, and he's been giving you good, and then he's been giving you bad. And he's kind of going back and forth. Good, you get back in. Yes. And, then, dude, if you <laughs> haven't been getting on the right side of that, you don't want to be on the right, on any of that. So, we right. always just say, A-P-P-R, always play Patrick Reed. So, you don't exactly. miss when he does well, because he does well, and he scores. And he can be a low-owned. He might be at 12% or whatever. But the low-owned names in this range are, hey, my guy, How Matt Wolf, dude. He's going to be the lowest owned in this range at 5.4%. He's 8,100 now after being 6,800 last week. Yeah. <laughs> I have no interest in Wolf. I'll be happy if he shows up and does anything. But wow. at 5.4%, I don't know. I might have to click him into the player pool at a couple shares. But the other two names that are low owned that are historically good, Bubba Watson, around 7%. And then Jordan Spieth, dude, also around 7%. And Joe I is betting Jordan Spieth to win this week. He's 8,600. What, what was your reaction to that when you were listening to the Preferred Lions podcast? Well, I mean, you know, he quoted Spieth's uh, comment about, about how the Greens uh, made him remember Augusta. And we, we all know how well Spieth puts on those uh, surfaces at Augusta. So, I don't know. That actually seems – I mean – he's out there and he's seeing lines and you know as long as I mean he's he's shown some some flashes of, of good things as far as off the tee and an approach it hasn't been a consistent but we all know that you know when this guy starts putting he can gain nine strokes putting at a tournament and it won't matter what he did off the tee or on approach so yeah I I, I like it you know he, he's okay here and just staring at my basic model that I have set up I like him yeah for that low we're, I'm going to continue to continue to click speed that low owned until he wins and then he explodes in ownership and then we're ahead of it. So fuck everybody. Or then we get off at that point when he's 9,900 yeah, exactly. and he's high on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, then there's more of these names, dude. This is kind of the way I think this week. You got to go with these names in the 7K range to make yourself different because all of those names in the 8K range, everyone's going to use. Don't get off of them or on them because they're owned or not owned. Just use the guys. Maybe use all of them. Who cares? Because the 6 of 6 thing is freaking impossible. Top 65 yeah. dies with these fields that are so strong you can't even get 6-6 six, six through. If you do, peppering the AK range, you probably should because it's the best golfers in the field. 
for the best value in the field. That's hence why we always say pepper the eighth grade. If you do that, a couple of them hit. That's better than – I mean, five of six might even get your money back, right? Yeah, for sure. Seven K range. Here we go. At the top of the seven K range, Louis stays in and bet on at seventy nine hundred dollars. That's fun. And then Phil Streelman, Schaeffler, and Lou David. There's a lot of names, dude. My gosh, it's crazy. Yeah, there are five names, Eric, that are projected to be owned over ten percent. One of them is Joel Damon. Seventy-seven hundred. Okay, I like Joel. I bet him to win too. He's at thirteen point eight percent owned, and then you got HV three guy from Cleveland. I guess I tweeted that. I googled that. Wikipedia told me that. Uh, Streelman eleven percent, and then uh, uh, Benon and Corey Connors at ten percent. Any interest in any of those chalk names? Should I read them again? It's Damon, HV three, Streelman, On, and Connors. I mean it. it it kind of makes sense. They're all, you know, playing relatively well for, you know, the, the caliber golfers that they are. Uh, so then do you get off a guy that's 13%? Like, why would you do that? Well, the question, oh, that you, right. Yeah. The question you have to ask is, are the peers in the, in this price range, uh, price range, any different uh, that are going to be somewhat lower? Like Jason Day, for instance, who's like kind of. Well, no, let's not, well, well, let's not get to the pivots right now. <laughs> Don't interrupt my process here. All right. We're flowing. Okay. So yeah, you're right. Obviously oh. there's could be pivots. Well, let's not talk about them yet. Let's talk about a couple more popular names that are uh, being owned just under 10%. Max Homa. What? McNeely, Mac McNeely, Maverick McNeely. And then Champ. So you have Cameron Champ. People are on because it was showing last week. Any interest in right. the Homa McNeely Champ? Well, here's the thing is that I, I don't know. I, I, when, I, when I've been making my builds recently, I've been improvising. I've been internalizing all these sort of numbers that we talk about over the course of the week, and I'm listening to things, and I'm looking at things on Twitter. And I've been, I've been pretty good about balancing, like, okay, yes, I know. When I click Kevin Streelman at, you know, above 10%, I, I can't put him with Ben on and with Joel Damon and with – uh, you know, Mav McNeely, and then, you know, take some guys up there that are also popular. So, no, I just make sure you're not being a fool and having a lineup. Like you said, you thought I'm going to make a 200% chalk lineup. I, no, I'm I'm pretty good about pivoting. So we can pivot whenever you want, but I no, like all those names. Cool, let's pivot. It's pivots to possibly 7,800 Scotty Scheffler, 7% owned. Yeah. He was super popular. I don't know. I, I mean, 7,800, he was 9,000 last week. He, and he ruined a lot of my lineup. So I'm going to go right back. That's how <laughs> nice. yeah, 70, yeah. And then 7,600 Kokrak. He's like 5% out. And I like him. Is he bad? Dude, I always click Kokrak when he's like 25%. So I was thinking about that before we came on here that like, this would be a great situation to get on to Kokrak now that he's, you know, a normal so non-chalk. Now, okay, you we mentioned the Streelman, Connors, Homas of the world. Are they any different in terms of ownership or in terms of skill? Grio, uh, Ian Poulter, Horschel, Kyle Stanley, Keegan, Tringali. They're all the same, right? Yeah, I, th I think they are. Or are they better? Or is Damon and HV3 better? I think maybe they are. They're, yeah, are I mean, they? 
No, I, I think the seventh – DraftKings does a pretty good job as far as skill and, you know, they're taking the Perception. betting odds. Yeah, exactly. I think the 7K range is a pretty good place to pivot, although I think we have seen a couple instances here with you didn't have that popular 7K guy that was just obvious that you needed and you faded because of ownership that ended up being a huge mistake and costing you massive amounts of dollars. So you better roll your roulette wheel right this week and uh, hope that you pick the uh, right chalk and the right pivots. But no, I, I, I mean, I really like Ian Poulter. 7-5, he's always 7-5. The great, like, just throw him in, in 20% of your lineups. He's making okay, well, cuts. I have to ask you about these other names there are interesting to other people. Okay. Phil, Louie, and Day. All like 3% owned. Right. So then are they any different? Phil, Louie, Day? They, they, they are because they're winners okay. to certain degrees compared to some of the other guys, although there's plenty of winners in this section as well. But their form recently sucks balls. And so but then as you get him at 3%. So you have Joel Damon at 13 and then you have Louie at three. Well, you're the Louie whisperer, not me. I don't click him. You do. I just I always like... click these guys. It's like, that's what I'm going to do. I don't care because you know why? They can <laughs> pop at any moment. That's easily – dude, it's just as easy for a historic Phil or Louie or Day to pop and be top five, like just Phil did it two days ago or whatever, as right. it is for a popular name like McNeely or Champ to all of a sudden just be bad. Like they, they have just as much likelihood to be bad randomly as they have right. just as likely to be good randomly. So right. I'm just going to take the randomly potential that they're good at a tiny percent ownership, just chuck them in a couple of lineups. Nobody will have them. That's when you get the leverage. You're not right. getting and leverage it, with Joel Damon or HV3. There's no leverage there. And what's, and like, what's the like difference between like, okay, what, what do you think is going to happen more likely? Mediocre players who are kind of playing really well randomly in their career and continuing or – Somebody like Jason Day to randomly all of a sudden just win because that's he knows how to do that. So you're right. I like that. This is a great leverage spot. And Day, Mickelson, shit, last week. I mean, he did what he did. He sort of collapsed over the weekend, but that was fun to see. I feel like that's a glimmer. I, I might, I'm clicking Phil. Fuck it. Cool. Um, there is a wrinkle to this. You need to do a better job, I need to, at least myself, uh, of considering your leverage against the field. Because I don't need to go all in on Jason Day or Louie or Phil. I don't need to add nine shares of Jason Day into my player pool like I did last week and just ruin basically almost all <laughs> For no reason. When it's like there's no point. You just got to be smart about who you – yeah, use Phil, but don't go all in on Phil just because you're like, no one's on Phil. <laughs> don't do that. I mean, make stands, but don't be dumb. 6K range. I mean, we're pretty much done here. Yeah. The 6K range is hard to even talk about this week. Yeah. But there are some chalky names. Should I just tell you the chalky names? No one needs to see the screen. They just want to know the names. No, they don't care. Okay. Henrik Norlander is the highest owned name. And it's someone I really like. And then there's Matt Neesmith's also there. And then Wurwinski. Wurwinski. Richie with the Y. And then Munoz. Munoz. Again. Pretty interesting. Okay. I'm confused on what to do with because I actually do like Norlander. He's almost 9% owned. I mean, how much is he even? Yeah, that's – he's 6,500. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
it's a great price for a guy who's on a hot streak. So that's your fade it because you know it's coming to an end soon. I mean, Groupthink is just, you know, enveloping this guy. I've heard his but name. But Groupthink, I thought his name before I saw the group. So. Well, we saw his name. We saw his name last week. We're like, what the fuck? Why didn't we, you know? I said his name. I call him Norland. Because I, or whatever I call him. <laughs> uh, Bo Hogue is apparently catching some wind since he's, his grandpa built the course, blah, blah, blah. He's from around right. here. Columbus okay. guy. Anything interest you about Bo Hogue? Flat number 6,000. Wow, 6K. I mean. You can do a lot with 6K. <laughs> you can. You can certainly do a lot at 6K. I And I've been willing to take those risks, and it usually doesn't work out too well. So <laughs> yeah. I don't take too many risks in the 6K range. I mean, Malnati's at 6K, and that's a proven name. So if you're going to risk it for the biscuit, why not Why oh. do a chalk name at 6K? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. Here, I'll throw out a name. Jonathan Bird, 6,400. Showed up last week. Are you trying to create yourself into a bird brand guy? Hey, I, I've been following you love bird. That bird. I, I've been following Bird for years, dude. I don't know. He must have something must have I must have clicked him one time like four years ago and then it just stuck in my head. Maybe I made five bucks. Do not click day. Bird. Click Burns at sixty nine hundred. That kid's young and has talent. I don't know. Bird is washed up. He's there for like the kicks and the last paychecks before he's retired. Don't do Bird. <laughs> Do y'all song you'll know? Yes, your guy. Claim yeah. him. 6,800. He's got talent. Tell us about him. Song you'll know. Yeah, this is great to see. I mean, like, you know, what? How many? He missed every cut and then the shutdown occurred and now he's back. And, uh, dude, he's a winner on tour. Yeah. Um, he's another pissed. guy. Pissed. He's pissed he had to go do his two years just like. Um, Sang Moon Bay is off doing it right now. And, and I, I would think that uh, some of the other South Koreans are seeing this shit and they're like, oh my God, I got to win the Olympics. Yeah, Im will never do that. He's going to win a gold medal. Well, yeah, he, yeah, exactly. Im is so going to win a gold medal. They're going to like give it to him, I swear. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss a putt. Tiger's going to miss a putt on 18 and give it to him. On purpose? Of course. <laughs> <I have to. laughs> I'm kidding. KH Lee, 6,300. KH Lee pops and I mean, I see this this week. This is crazy. So I got a story about KH Lee. I was at the 3M Open and I was on the practice screen and I recognized KH Lee because at about this time last year, we were touting KH Lee. He was just at the same level in our eyes as a Sung J M. It was weird. So you have like these guys that come out and they're like, good. And I'm like, who the hell is KH Lee? So I see him on the putting ground. I'm like, hey, cool. And then sudden I see a girl. It's like girls watching this guy. He's putting. Like, it's obviously his girlfriend. You know, you're kind of like, I'm like, Hey, what's up? You, you know, I don't know. I just basically made eye contact. I don't even remember, but it was like, <laughs> and she goes, do you know KH? I'm like, I'm a big fan of KH. And I start talking to her. I, she engaged me. I remember. And then KH from across the putting green picks up his little balls. And now is putting at the hole closest to where we were standing and is giving me the evil eye. So, <laughs> I was really? like, bro, I'm not trying to hit on your i was like showing the wedding ring like trying to you know like like dude i'm not trying to <laughs> but it was pretty funny that and then since then he was good. terrible oh yeah <laughs> he was totally kind of bad all right how are we building this week are we done with the names let's go to the builds are you going to build yeah. balance and standard and normal and do things how you normally do them right that's how i'm doing it oh, oh yeah, what i will say is that tour tour junkies um our guys over there they were talking about how they're going to build and i was like 
listening to them today and I was right in line with uh, DB where you take a couple of the nines, a couple high eights. That's where you start. You get all oh, a little stack going there and then you go low sevens, middle sevens, upper sevens for your last three. Cause you get those sevens and we just talked about them. There's abundance of those. And I'm about to give you those in the values here. What are you doing with your builds, Quag? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to feel fairly comfortable fading everybody in the uh, 10K and above range except for Cantley. And so I will take Cantley. Uh, but I think you look at the other guy. I, I wanted Brooks initially, and then now I'm starting to get a little – maybe I will just because he won't be owned. But the other guys, just I don't know. I can't do it. So, yeah, I, I agree. You're going to not do the chalk this week again, and then they're going to hit. You're going to not have and Rose and Hobbit. You have to have yeah. Rose and Hovland in every single fucking lineup. Dude. This is like how well, you yeah, should. I am. Well, I am. I mean, I am going to have them on basically 50% of my lineups. Okay. Don't be dumb and no, not win thinking. because chalk has been hit. Right. <laughs> Do you want to give your values? Because I got some rants and raves about mine. Yeah, let me get my let me get my values and they're not surprising because they were my they're my gut takes and we already know what they were. Uh <sighs> I thought I thought that I didn't think Neiman would be as as uh, highly wanted. He's a value. He's a value, dude. Just give us. He really is at eight four. Here's the thing: at eight four, the guy is striking the ball. He likes Memorial. He likes not Memorial. Well, he likes Muirfield. He likes Memorial, but he likes this course. He likes bent grass. He likes bent grass. He's not. You know, everybody knows about Neiman. We don't need to be sold on Neiman. Okay, fine. Then I'm just trying to explain it. I don't. Fine, I'm not going to explain any more deeper. And then Rose is, I mean, you fate, fate, you could do this. Do it. Th- enter the $1 three entry and take Justin Rose on every single, every single lineup. That's what I'm going to do. All three? Whoa. How dare <laughs> What's your last name, you terrible podcast host? Well, I, I, I had to. Look at I, your hair, too. It's so freaking long. I might just. I got a haircut. I might just go back to a pony, to be honest. You're close. You could do like I'm a getting, little bun. Close. Hey, it's the awkward time, and it's summer, and I don't give a shit. I don't see anybody. Just give us your third name. All right, the name is Victor Hovland. I'm gonna. Oh I have, God, it, was, it was him or Poulter. You just <laughs> said Neiman, Rose, and Hovland. Yes. Oh my God! I like so that. Thanks for the help, Eric. Hovland's due to win, and if you fade him Those this are week, you're out on the limb. You, they're not out on the limb. They're they're no, guys yeah, they're, that are going to do really well this week. And if you fade them, obviously cool. pick Brooks and ten two and Hovland nine five. We've known this. <laughs> ten four Brooks, by the way. Oh, he's ten four or ten two, whatever. What I'm going to do is I'm using the 7K names as my values. There's literally 100 values in the 7K range. There's like Louie, Day, Snedeker, no, maybe Poulter, maybe Phil. What you can do is you can look at Jason Kokrak, $7,600. I bet him 100 to 1. He's a long shot, but he's worth it. Look at it. T3, Charles Schwab, thanks to his putting. I know. But listen, I think you can repeat it here. Get on a hot streak with the putter. You don't need to be awesome with the putter, I'm told. I don't really know anything. Coke has been around forever and he's never really won anything. So I've been waiting for this win. And I think that there's a chance 
that he knows this is the week to do it. So I like him. And he's only 5% owned. It's Jason Kokrak, $7,600. And you have $7,600, a fellow Canadian, another one. Strokes gain approach guy, Corey Connors. Coco, 7,600? 5%. Well, he's probably going to be like 10%. But it doesn't matter. Go a lot in on Corey Connors. His putting has been holding him back just a tiny bit. Missed the cut at the Travelers. Took a week off. Fourth of July, maybe partied a little bit, got a little refreshed. Now he's 80 to one. Bet that too, because he's a winner. He's won before $7,600. Dude, I've looked this up. Okay, he's 29th in price. All he needs is a top 30 maybe to pay that off. And well, that's a good sign because Coco gets top 30s in 44% of his overall starts since he's won in April of last year. So basically in a year and a couple months here, 13 top 30s in 29 events. I like it. That's good. Is it though? I don't know. Well, let's look. Joel Damon for $100 more, $7,700. He only had 10 top 30s. It's a 37% top 30 rate. Snedeker, well, he's made about 50% of his top 30s. Okay, whatever. People are on Ben on. He's also made 13 top 30s in the last 29 events. So I don't know. He's on the same page as all these people in this range. 7,600 Corey Cox. 7,300 Cameron Tringali, dude. Tringali has played the most events, I think, on tour without a win or something like that. This guy on Twitter, he tweets that every once in a while, and I just am shocked because this guy deserves a win. He's a good man. He's a good Christian boy. He's been warming up, getting used to this back into the quarantine and whatever else. He's missed the cut at the Travelers two weeks ago, but he was T30 last week, and he was three strokes gained on approach. Cameron Tringali, $7,300. Last year was written up about improving his off-the-tee game with his swing speed, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, Bryson was jealous of that. No, uh... $7,300 Cameron Tringali hasn't really hit the driver all that well. So he's due to do that as well. I like him. I like someone who played well with his irons and he did that last week. Cameron Tringali is my guy at $7,300, a great value. And he'll follow you back on Twitter. He didn't follow me back. You say that, but he won't follow me back. He didn't follow you back. He followed me back. I'm shitty at So I unfollowed him. <laughs> And refollow and see if he does it again. Well, Billy Horschel's off Twitter. Did you see that? Yeah, you showed me that. That's hilarious. Okay, well, that's it. If you've uh, got an itch to learn things about betting, you can go look for the Preferred Lines podcast. Joe Idoni and I, at Tour Picks on Twitter, we do that every Monday night, and we talk long shots and our favorites and stuff like that. He follows you. He follows you? <laughs> I know. what. <laughs> Why would you follow me? Exactly. Um, anyway, Eric and I are going to be back next Tuesday, breaking it down again for the real memorial. Boom. Not, not this fake one. Yeah, this is kind of a stupid event. Good luck this week, everybody. Thanks for watching.